Welcome and thank you for joining Something New, a musical theater podcast. I'm your host, Joel B. New. Today's podcast is brought to you by listeners like you. Hop on over to paypal.com, look at my email address, which is joelbnew at gmail.com, and help Something New afford things like hiring an accompanist, booking studio time, and more. Any and all contributions go toward these production costs and are supremely appreciated. Thank you. I'm here at the terrific True Voice Studios NYC at Columbus Circle with an exceedingly talented friend of mine. We're going to chat a bit and then record a song from one of my latest projects, which will be premiering right here for your listening pleasure. Today's guest artist is currently performing in Cinderella on Broadway as a member of the ensemble and an understudy for Prince Topher. In 2015, he will join the cast of the new musical First Wives Club as it heads to Chicago for its pre-Broadway run. As a pianist, he works consistently as an accompanist for American Ballet Theater and Mark Morris Dance Group. He also has his own YouTube channel with his best friend Luke Hawkins, aptly titled The Luke and Jeff Show, which highlights their piano playing, tap dancing adventures. He's from San Jose, California, and holds a BFA in musical theater from Brigham Young University. Obviously, I am talking about Jeff Pugh. Jeff Pugh, thanks hey. for being on my show. Of course, thank you for having me. Absolutely, how you doing? Great, great, great. Well, um, I'm just so tickled that you're here. Um, I met Jeff at a Broadway Sessions yes. uh, this summer. Was that this summer? I think it was this summer. Yeah, the whole uh, cast of Cinderella was there. I guess they do that there, right? They bring in like yeah, cast like of ben shows brings, to like, come. There's different themes, and yeah. you're all there belting your faces off. It was a fun night. It was, it was really, really fun. fun. Have you ever been to a Broadway Sessions before? Was that, that was my first time. Amazing. And I haven't I haven't been to one since then, although I had a great time when I was there. They're very fun. They're very late nights. They're but, very late nights. And, and raucous. Very, but I, I'm in for a good raucous time now. Yeah, again, yeah. So it was, we'll, it was we'll go. enjoyed. Cool. Um, and he performed um, his rendition of I Love a Piano with... who? Did, you sang that with someone, didn't you? Uh, I think I did that one by myself. Oh, you did? Yeah, I played and sang. Yes. Yeah. And... Um, and you know, like, and, and and shame on me for 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 prejudging moments. But you know, when you sometimes when I see, uh, and this is kind of what something new is all about. When I see a musical theater performer, you know, set at a piano, I'm like, oh, well, well, well this is, this is going to be nice. And um, and instead, <laughs> all it, right, it, buddy, what have you got? <laughs> what do you got? Come on, it's show me the good I know, stuff. I know, I know, so much ego. <laughs> uh, but but instead. Jeff just starts playing and singing and then playing and then playing some more and playing some more and it it was just insane and it blew my mind. Oh, thank you. And oh, thank you. And I was like, I I need to know who this person is and how he got to be where he is. It was fun. It was a fun night. Yeah. So you are my guest today, obviously, because you are an actor, a singer, a dancer, and a pianist. And while those titles feel somewhat easily linked. Um, you're you're just so good at all of them, oh, and um, and and um, and I think you bring a tremendous amount of comedy to the table as well. Oh, thanks! And I always say I'm a jack of all trades and a master of none. <laughs> I've heard that, but I think you I think you're if you're not a master, or you the are, nicer way to say yeah. that is a renaissance man. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Jeff, that should be on your website. The Jeff you Pugh, Renaissance, Renaissance Man. Man. That's not pretentious at all. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, tune into my website, jeffpughrenaissanceman.com backslash douchebag. <laughs> uh, so, so which, so which came first, um, and how did all the rest follow? Well, I grew up a total music geek. My mm-hmm. dad is a pianist. My dad taught me and all of my brothers to play the piano. Okay. Um, How many brothers? Uh, there's four boys, one girl. 
Yeah. Yeah. She's the baby, so she's spoiled rotten. Okay. Yeah. Good for her. Um, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> we all we all grew up we all, my older brothers especially when my parents were like young and poor were like, We never got to have that kind of stuff and now look at her, she's got everything. Um but that's a whole other that's a whole other podcast. Um so you, you all, yeah, I grew up you you know, playing piano. the piano and singing in choir, and mm-hmm. you know that was like my thing in school. Was I was like a choir geek, and I loved to play. And in high school, I started getting really involved playing for choir and playing for singers. Um, and I fell in love with musical theater through piano playing because Heather Stokes, who is who, a Broadway performer, yeah, the '90s Grease revival, yes, mm-hmm. um, gave me uh, my first real job as a pianist. And it, she was a voice teacher, and I played for her students, and I fell in love with musical theater huh. um, through piano playing. How old were you at this point? I was 14 when I got that job. Stop it. And I a was, 14-year-old accompanist? Yeah, and I was working, um, like, you know, four hours a week, getting paid, like, $15 an hour, and I was just thought I was had made it. Yeah. Because I was getting paid to play the piano, um, which crazy. was very exciting. And that's how you learned the musical theater canon? Like Yeah. That's yeah. how I was introduced to it. And it was a very, very good introduction from Heather, who's a fabulous singer herself. Yeah. And then from there, you... And, and where did dance come in after that? Uh, it came in in high school very challengingly. Is that a word? <laughs> sure. Uh, it is now. I, all my friends were in the musicals, and I wanted to uh, do what they were doing, and I wanted to hang out with my friends, and I didn't want to go home when they went to rehearsal. Um, so I learned how to dance. It was rough for a couple of years. Really? really rough. Oh yeah, like. But you're a hoofer now. I mean, I I do I'm I do it now. I mean, I yeah. I do make make a living doing it now. But back then, oh boy, it was. I would come home and be like, Mom, I can't do it. PK turns. <laughs> and um, <laughs> it sounded exactly like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, PK turns are a beast. <laughs> Um, but I picked it up and I stuck with it. I was an athlete growing up and always been athletic, and so it was a steep learning curve. But when I got it, I got it, and then I didn't look back. And I went to college, studied it in college, and then I moved to New York in two thousand and nine, five years ago. Five years ago, and here you are. Um, a little less than a year ago, you made your Broadway debut. Yeah. Um, congratulations. Thanks. That's huge. Thanks. Um, it's been an exciting year. Yeah, I, I should think so. So, so you're you're currently in Cinderella. Yep. Rogers and Hammerstein, Cinderella. Rogers and Hammerstein, Cinderella. So, and you came in as a replacement back in January. Yeah, I replaced Andy Jones, who's, okay. who's uh, playing the Prince right now on the Cinderella tour. Oh, nice. Uh, and um, he left at the time to do Bullets Over Broadway, mm-hmm. and I took his spot. And that was I started rehearsals on January second of this year. And I'll finish the show out as we close on January 3rd, and it'll have been a whole year. Wow. Is yeah. that the longest you've done a show? No, I did Billy Elliot on the road for 21 months. Whoa. Yeah. That's a lot of Billy Elliot. That's the longest I've ever done a show. Yeah. So what has that experience been like? I mean, um, I am, I'm friends with you on Facebook, and if your video posts are any indication... <laughs> I would, oh, I would propose oh, no. that Cinderella is the most fun backstage experience ever. It is really fun. Yeah. It, it's awesome. Yeah, I think you're referring to perhaps my vocal trauma videos. It, it's possible. Which it's possible. are <laughs> stupid. They're stupid. They're very stupid, um, but they made me so happy. And um, It's just, you know, when you get to that pivotal moment in a song, like the money note, yeah. it's all hell breaks. And it just, it just falls apart. 
well, I think uh, but it is. It's a great group. We, we have so much fun backstage, and um, there's a a really friendly vibe at work. I look forward to going to work. I'm gonna cry when it's all over. Mm. Um, you know, because it's been uh, my family for all year. So. Absolutely. And uh, what was it like jumping into a show that had been running for a while? I had never replaced in a show. Um, and so that was challenging. It was, you know, you're jumping into an already churning machine. Mm-hmm. And um, rehearsal was good. I felt like I had enough time to learn everything. But then when you jump in, the first couple are like, whoa, here we go, okay. And you figure it out, you know, after a couple shows. But the first ones are like, your eyes are wide open, mm-hmm. and you're very attentive to everything around you. <laughs> and then you kind of settle in. Uh, did you have any big flubs that... I ran into a tree <laughs> on my first one. Was the tree moving? It was. Okay, all right. Yes, well, that's, yes. That seems a little and more it, justifiable. It, as it hit me, it did not stop moving. Um, <laughs> you know, exactly like Spider-Man. little, like, you know, silly mistakes here and there. But that was probably, that was on my, that was the first show as I ran into a tree. I probably debut. That's, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and this is a refreshed adaptation of Rodgers and Hammerstein's Central Yeah, Oil. Douglas Carter being, um, Rewrote the book. I mean, it's, it's very contemporary and fun. Um, a little more politically charged. Um, Jean Michel is a revolutionary who's trying to get the townspeople to be aware of their situation and realize that the government, the the prince and his well, they think it's the prince is taking away their land and their homes, and he gets them to pay attention to that. And that people and Cinderella end up notifying the prince that that's all going on. And he's like, what? I had no idea. And it was Sebastian all along. The evil Sebastian. Um, yeah, I don't remember that in the Brandy version at all. Yeah, they left that part out. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll, see what, we'll see what they add in or leave out in this next movie version of Cinderella. It just yeah. keep, there's They never stop making they will new never Cinderella stop. movies. Ever. I couldn't believe I saw that a preview. I saw the new Hunger Games, which is excellent, as if it needs my endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to do okay. And you get new sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> like, Joel, thank you so much for shouting out Hunger Games on your little musical theater podcast. And I saw a preview for Cinderella, and I was like, isn't this going to be like direct competition for Into the Woods, which Disney is also producing? And mm. I just... I, I had no idea... But it doesn't come out till... To like February or March. Yeah, yeah. so like... Into the woods, like we'll be like into the what by then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, which I'm also looking forward to seeing. Let's <laughs> talk about movies for a while. <laughs> Have you seen Birdman? That's what I want to see. I heard it's very good. And Foxcatcher, I want to see that. Well, I haven't heard about that one. With Steve Carell. No. And Channing Tatum. Oh, it's that... supposed to be incredible. Like funny? No, like oh. serious, dramatic, amazing acting performance by Steve Carell. Great. Yeah. Well. Stay tuned. For the next podcast where we do movie reviews. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Um, so, so were you at all familiar with, with the original before you were thrown into this version? Yeah. My first Summerstock gig I ever did was a production of Cinderella no. in rep with My Fair Lady at Tuacon, Center okay. for the Arts. You know where yeah. that is? Southern Utah? I did not know that, but it's the It's an outdoor amphitheater, and the backdrop is the Red Rock Mountains of Utah, oh, which are gorgeous. Beautiful. Um, that was that was the first regional gig I ever did. That was like the original stage version. Yeah. Um, and so uh, with this one, did did you feel a little, you know, oh, you can't do this to this show? Um, I mean, no, because can. when you if you've ever seen the original, you're like, oh, <laughs> they need to redo <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it was it was 
very exciting to join a new revamped production. What are your favorite changes that you noticed? Because like they threw in new songs, right? They threw I mean, in new like, songs, but they're all the Rodgers and Hammerstein yes. songs, mm-hmm. which is so cool. Um, I love the first song that Prince Topher sings, Me Who Am I. It's just a great way to start the show. We're marching in the forest, and Prince Topher doesn't know who he is, and he's singing this upbeat, peppy song about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love that song. I love Loneliness of Evening, which is the other big song he sings in Act 2, which they um, made a duet with Cinderella, where mm-hmm. they're standing next to each other in the forest, singing to each other, but they don't know that they're there. Oh, the I love time. that. Yeah, it's really cool. How many times have you gone on for Prince Choker? I've, I've lost count now. I think it's over a dozen. Um, it's been I've been good. I've gotten a chance to do several in a row, which is nice to yeah, do yeah. many and feel like you get the handle of it. Um, it's been really good. I think I, 12 or 15 times or something like that. I can't remember. But it's been good. It's been a good amount. Have you ever, you know, tripped the other prince to, you know... I've tried. Yeah. I've tried. I've tried to, like, you know, bribe him. I tried to push him down some stairs. I tried to poison him once. All these, the, all my plans were thwarted along the way. That's terrible. Um, is there anything you miss from the original that they cut? Not really, to tell you the truth. Um, I, I love what the show is now. I think it's very magical. I think it's romantic. Um, Those costume changes are sick. The costumes are amazing. Yeah. The, they steal the show. Absolutely. Yeah. The transformations are just beautiful. And Douglas, yeah. um, pardon me, William Ivy Long's costumes are just exquisite. And because it has been a long running, it's probably like two plus years, I guess? Yeah, they started previewing in January of 2013. That opened in March. So it'll be like two years? Yeah. Yeah. So, and because it was a, and is a long-running show, there uh, there were a number of celebrities that have come into the cast, mm-hmm. um, from Fran Drescher to Sherry Shepard. Mm-hmm. Um, like, so who, who's been your favorite that you've gotten to work They've with? They've all been unique and interesting in their own way. I mean, uh, when Fran joined, it was so exciting because she talks that way. Yeah. And you learn that pretty quickly. And she didn't alter that as the stepmother either. Then prepare the dinner. <laughs> Are the beds made up? You know, she's Cinderella. Huh. She I mean just the way like and she same thing backstage. Oh Jeff, you're so handsome. Wow. And these are your parents? Wow, I see where you get your good looks from. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like real. It's like honestly how she is. That's a, and um, and Sherry was so delightful and a sweetheart, just so gracious. Um, so is Fran and Carly. Ray Jepsen was so sweet. Um, now we have Kiki Palmer and Nini mm-hmm. Leakes, yeah. who are also both really delightful. Are they going to close the show? Yeah, okay. Kiki and Nini. Kiki and Nini are going to close the show. I love it. How do you keep the show fresh for yourself since you've been doing it for so long? Uh. The honest answer yes. is that... I'm leaning in. I, <laughs> uh, you know, you find little... You, uh, you know, this isn't every show, and it's no surprise that there's little, like, jokes that are happening on stage or little moments or little, like, a smirk or a smile or a comment that's being said that nobody else can hear, and those little moments are exciting and fun. Um, I especially need to keep them to a minimum. I'm guilty of... <laughs> Do you get notes? Uh, no, I'm just... I, I have to keep myself in check because, you know, you're trying to honor the material, um, but also have fun at the same time. And, yeah. You know, find that balance. Um, so those things, you know. And, and, and also 
starting the show and going, hey, this is amazing. I'm on Broadway right yeah, now. Yeah, you are. So you better step it up and do a good job right now because this is awesome. Are you There's no segue, but let's talk, mm-hmm. let's talk about accompanying ballet classes professionally. Ah, yes. And all that kind of stuff because I think that's really cool. Um, and you have two albums of your... Oh, yeah. Ballet playing music. <laughs> That's correct. And I totally listened to um, a couple of songs on oh, uh, jeffreypew.com. Yes, they're very good. <laughs> um, so how how did you get into that? Like, how did you In college, I needed a job. Yeah. And then again, I needed a job in, mm-hmm. like, piano playing. I was always coming through for me. I, they saw this thing on the wall in the, <laughs> in the dance department. They needed a ballet accompanist. So I was like, oh, I can do that, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so I did, and uh, I started playing for ballet classes, and it was a it was a good fit for me because I like to take material and make it into my own, uh-huh. and it's very much the style of ballet accompanying. You can take a song and make it your own, um, and you can change the meter, and you can mm-hmm. change the key, and you can make it faster or slower depending on what they need. Yeah. Um, so it was a good fit for me. And then I started, I continued to do it. I played for um, all the classes at Brigham Young University. I played for Ballet West in Salt Lake City, um, ABT here in New York, Mark Morris Dance Group. I mean, I played like all st- Steps, BDC, Perry Dance, That's Ballet crazy. Academy East, um, like everywhere that they have ballet classes, I've played there <laughs> because it's been a good survival job. And it's yeah. just been something that's like carried me through and I haven't been doing it as much as I've been working on Broadway on Broadway uh, but but I do like to do it still I did it all summer at the Met with ABT this summer um, which was awesome yeah but it's a lot to do at the same time um, what has your rep been like for that like what do you do, do you get to I play a lot of jazz standards honestly yeah yeah and they love it because they get a lot of people that play the same kind of mm-hmm. old Russian music, uh, a lot of classical music, a lot of things that they've heard over and over again, and I bring a different flavor into yeah. the room. Um, Is it a little name that tune? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. And at Mark Morris, he always encourages them to sing along if they know it, which <laughs> they totally do. Um, so I'm playing Night and Day, and Our Love Is Here to Stay, and Ain't Misbehavin', and Paper Moon, and all these different songs, and they all work. Now, where a lot of them work for Tondus and Degages, mm-hmm. um, Grand Bat Ma, um, anything in a duple is good for a jazz standard usually. But I change them a lot. Like, I play the yeah. song My Romance, which is usually a ballad in two. Mm-hmm. I'll play that for plies and I'll play it in a three, um, which is fun. And you're just arranging on the spot. Yeah, because I know the tunes well, and so I can make them my own. As long as you stay in eight-bar phrases, yep. then it'll work. Then they're happy. Yeah. Yeah. I um I danced for a long time. Not, not to make this about me, but I um <laughs> anyway, I, back to me. Back to me. When I was uh, dancing the host, at ABT. When I was um. dancing, um when I was like thirteen and um and I took ballet classes and we had an accompanist and it was just I found his job so remarkable, mm. you know, when the teacher would be like, you know, play me something blah de blah 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 and it was just like it was like just like adjectives mm-hmm. and you know like without much else guidance. Mm-hmm. And I remember, oh my, how, how is he just like Rolodexing this? And he would yeah. play something, and it was almost always exactly what the teacher 
wanted, and it was just astonishing to me. So I um, yeah, it's fun because you get to improv. <laughs> excuse me, you get to improv and you get to play songs that you know, but then you get to improv on the songs that you know, mm-hmm. um, and something new comes out every time, you know, which is yeah. fun. Have you been exposed to new music because of uh, ballet accompaniment? Um, I've been exposed. <laughs> End of sentence. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, uh, yes, absolutely. I've learned all kinds of new <clears throat> classical pieces. Um, I don't play much for rehearsals, so I haven't played a lot of um, ballet music specifically, mm-hmm. per se, yeah. for ballets. But um, <clears throat> I uh, certainly have learned many new songs that I've either gotten from other accompanists or someone has recommended and added them to my repertoire. <laughs> And I imagine this is, and you've, um, I've seen that you've done some music direction as well, um, and I assume you play piano for those gigs as well. Yeah, a little bit here and there. You know, since I've been in New York, all that, it's, it's waned a bit. Um, ballet company has really kept my piano playing alive. Um, and when I got here, I really wanted to go for the acting mm-hmm. and singing, and that's what I mostly focused on. But I, I f- would feel guilty if I didn't keep my piano playing up somehow and ballet has really been that for me I also worked I did some like music direction and stuff at Cap 21 Mm -hmm. um, and I've worked a lot there in the musical theater department and um, I've put together little like numbers for this concert and that one and you know arranged a medley for this gig and that kind of stuff so I I keep myself busy doing those things when I want to Um, but it's not hasn't been my main focus but I just try to keep it alive but I would imagine that accompanying a singer is very different than accompanying a ballet class. Would you much different? Yeah, yeah. When you're playing for a ballet class, if this is the tempo, then that's what it is, and it doesn't change. <laughs> but when you're playing for a singer, they're in charge. Yeah, and so you are assisting them. So what? However they go, you go. Yeah. And there is a, a lot of that type of feeling as well in ballet, but a plies are plies, and this is the tempo, and that's what you do. Yeah, and if you've got 20-plus people going at the same thing. That I right, heard. but yeah. when you're playing for a singer and it's rubato, then you're going to follow them and do what they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's a much different... A little more symbiotic. Yeah, absolutely. What of your skills as a musical theater performer complement this type of work? Mm, being ADD. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, being well, I guess to answer that honestly is is being a musical theater performer. You have to be open to so many different things coming at you. You're singing a song while you're dancing, and you're invested emotionally, and you're acting, and you're doing all these different things at once. Um, and I feel like that type of openness mentally to receive so much information at once and be invested in it has helped me sitting behind the piano as well because there's a lot of moving parts your fingers are engaged you're listening to yourself play you're feeling the music you're listening to the singer you're watching the dancers trying to assist the movement so being having many things going at once is a skill that is used in both mediums where you have to be open to all this information at the same time and you're also this phenomenal tap dancer so I've been told. Well, that's, I don't, that's phenomenal. <laughs> I don't know. I tap. You I do. tap. And um, do you improvise tap as well? 
Uh, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. That's like Luke's main thing. Yeah. Like Luke and I, as a duo, we sing songs and I play and he taps. We tap together sometimes, but I mean, we're in much different ballparks as far as tap dancing is concerned. But I do tap and I have. I mean, I did Billy Elliot on the road for two years. I made a living, you know, as a tap dancer yeah. in the show. So, so yes. you've done okay. So yes. But. Oh, cool. Well, that's a shame because I was I was going to draw this really clever common thread through your life, <laughs> and you've kind of ruined, <laughs> ruined it. it all. So um, so we'll actually so just go with be ending the interview. <laughs> so um, so go see Hunger Games, <laughs> <laughs> and tune in next week for a review of Birdman. <laughs> no, okay, cool. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna say that. Um, I, I was gonna ask you know, is improv the common thread through your skills? I mean, well, yes, because yes, you, you can do it on the piano and with dancing and with um, just the, the the silly light cop comedic stuff that I've seen you do online. And, absolutely. Um, and I just it was just something that I noticed. No, of course, you're absolutely right. I think that um, being able to follow an instinct. And to go with it and run with it is certainly something that carries a common thread through all of the things that I do. Whether it be tap dancing or piano playing or acting or sketch comedy or all of it. I mean, you have to be able to just go because that's what you feel and then follow it. And I I love that. I love that about all the things that I do that can be spontaneous and fun in the moment. You're spontaneous and fun. You're spontaneous. You are. <laughs> Stop it. Quit it, you. Come here. All right. So, <laughs> so, so speaking of all these amazing things that, that you do, so so you've got this web series coming out. Yes. And, um... Well, I mean, it's a YouTube channel. It's like... Yeah. It's there. No, yeah. yeah. So it's called The Luke and Jeff the Show. The Luke and Jeff Show. So, so how and why did this come about? Because we just wanted to... Because you're just dull. so bored. Because you're just so bored. <laughs> Because we um, we were like, you know what? We're in shows. We can be in shows for a long time, and we hope to do so. Is he in Cinderella as well? No, he um, he's an actor. He's a musical theater performer. He was just in Top Hat, um, the Top Hat Lab. He was in Xanadu on Broadway. Um, he was in Banana Spiel for two years. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, so he's been around and done a lot of uh, musical theater performing. And... Uh, and we're, and we're just continuing to do that, and we love it. Mm-hmm. But we wanted to start creating something of our own and creating something that we thought was worthwhile. And more than anything, it was a way to hone our skills and be creative. And if nothing ever happens with it, I feel like it has been, been really beneficial to do something ourselves and go, we keep talking about that this is funny, and if it's only funny to us, like, who cares? But let's just do it. Let's mm-hmm. quit talking about it and just do it. And we have wanted to do a show at Birdland for a long time, part of the Broadway series, yeah, yeah. which we will eventually do. But that was the first thing that we were going to do, and we are like, ah, we're not ready for that. And then we were like, let's make, let's make videos. Let's like have a YouTube channel yeah. and make these little bits and sketches into something. And so we've started to do that, and we're having a lot of fun with it. I love it. Well, that's the, the pieces I've seen, the, the, the teaser and the recent Sherry mm-hmm. Shepard Thanksgiving thing, you know, I'm, I've, I've been following you pretty uh, thoroughly to, get, <laughs> to prepare myself. And, um, I'm sure it's been a very frightening ride. It's been wonderful. Out. It's been just ups and downs and twists and turns. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, it's just so much fun. And so when, when does the official first quote-unquote, like, episode come out? Is that a thing? Uh, I guess, I, just, I mean, we may have, like, confused some people. We're really just putting together a string of videos as a part of a YouTube channel. 
Um, we don't we don't really have a set timeline. We don't have a set schedule. When you we don't make, need when one, we make yeah. one, we put it out, and that's what we do. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Well, I'm I'm gonna be constantly looking. I just um, you have a Twitter account. We have a Twitter. We have, have an Instagram. Instagram. We have all of the media. Facebook and the social page. World. It's all good. <laughs> um, so I'm looking forward to seeing more silliness on that end. Yeah, we have a Luke has a tap video coming out, and we have a selfie video coming out that we made with Ellen Marie Marsh. Do you know Ellen? I don't. You need to. Okay. You should have her on this podcast. I will. Ellen. Ellen Marie Marsh. Plug. <laughs> Here's a 54 Below show on January 3rd, which I'm not going to because it's my closing night. And then, you know, la-di-da, going on to do First Wives Club in Chicago. Yes. That's very exciting. Um, yeah. Have you ever been... Because that, that's kind of been percolating for a while, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's been around. How, wh- at what point did you get attached to it? And have you done a lot of, like, workshoppy stuff before? We did a lab this fall, which was great. It was a two-week process. Yeah. Um, I got the show in the summer, I think. And then we did a lab <laughs> in October? And then September, October. And now they've been, you know, like rewriting and doing some things. And we start rehearsals in New York on January 5th for a month and then we play Chicago for two months and then hopefully wait for a theater here. And who who are you in that? Uh, I'm guy number seven. Hey. And better than guy number eight. Yeah I know. The he sucks. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. Um, I'm in the ensemble and I have a small feature uh, as the gym instructor is the official title. Ooh. Gym instructor. Gym yes. instructor. I don't remember a gym instructor in well, in the feature film. Well, just get ready for the musicale. I'm looking forward to version. it. Who are the Who are the ladies? Uh, they just announced it. Faith Prince um, is the Bette Midler character. Awesome. And Carmen Cusack and Christine. Christine, I can't think of Christine's last name. And Christine. And Christine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're all powerhouses. Faith is amazing. Ah, uh, yeah. Very and, exciting. Uh, so fun to work with her. She's a sweetheart. And the the score is the Holland Dozier Holland. Holland Dozier Holland. Yep. Yeah. Um, there. Is it all from their canon, or are they writing new stuff? It's all from their canon. There's new material, um, which has been some other collaborators working with as well. Um, so it's both. It's both. It's a mix. Cool. Mm-hmm. And Linda Bloodworth is writing the yeah, book. Yeah, it's funny. You guys. So so to gay out for a second, Linda Bloodworth uh, created Designing Women. And uh, that just makes me really happy. <laughs> <laughs> that puts me in a very comfortable place. It's really funny. Yeah. The, it's really, she's very, very funny. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, Sugar Baker. Are you so, so before we get to the song, um, sometimes I have my guests do a little um, silly quiz. Okay, let's and, do it. And um, I think we should do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. So there's two options, and you get to choose. Holiday season is upon us. Mm-hmm. And um, I found a quiz. All my quizzes come from funtrivia.com. <laughs> and there's a Visit qu- funtrivia.com after this podcast. To- <laughs> or right now. You, you can also <laughs> take this quiz. Um, and there's, there's a quiz about the uh, famous song, The Twelve Days of Christmas, mm-hmm. and the history behind that song. Okay. And apparently it's very hard. Okay. Um, or. I don't, or, <laughs> or there's a quiz about the Disney animated feature of Cinderella. That one. That one? Okay. Cinderella. Excellent. Now, I don't really vet these. Okay. Because. So we're going to have some surprises? So, so we're just going to feel it. 
Now, as I said, I don't really vet these at all, okay. so I haven't read these. All right, this is uh, Cinderella Mania, created by CA Guy zero two zero six. Is that you? Nope. Nope. Another California guy. All right. <clears throat> There's ten questions. Okay. Number one. Complete this line from the beginning of the movie. Once upon a time, in a faraway land, there was a kingdom. There was a tiny kingdom, peaceful, blank, and rich in romance and tradition. Multiple choice. Um, is it sweet, quiet, prosperous, or lovely? <laughs> prosperous. Prosperous. All right. What are the names of Cinderella's stepsisters? Oh. Anastasia and Drizella. Anastasia and Desdemona. Drizella and Juliet. Juliet and Desdemona. What was the first one? Anastasia and Drizella. That one. Hey. Good one. <laughs> Number three. What is Gus the Mouse's real name? Is it Gus, Lucifer, George, or Octavius? Octavius. How many corn kernels does Gus carry with him when Cinderella offers him breakfast? Uh, Nine, seven, six, or eight? It's like eight or nine. Well, those are both options. <laughs> um, nine. Five. Great. How many times do Cinderella's stepsisters call her name while she is making them breakfast? Eight, five, six, or seven? Seven. This is ridiculous. Cinderella's stepmother punishes her for placing Gus in Anastasia's teacup. Gus has climbed up into the cup by himself uh, by ordering her to clean everything except what? The stove, the windows, chimneys, or the carpet? Um, 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 the carpet? I don't know. Right? I don't, I don't think they had carpet. Back then. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Number seven. Cinderella's original pink dress for the royal ball belonged to whom? Her mother, her grandmother, mm. nobody had always belonged to Cinderella, or her sister. Her sister. It was her sister? Yes. Because then she sees her in it and she rips it off and she's pissed. Number eight, does the fairy godmother change Bruno into the coachman? Yes or no? Yes. Who prevents Gus from slipping the key into Cinderella's room? Is it Lady Tremaine, Anastasia, Dr Drizella, or Lucifer? Who's Lady Tremaine? The that's the mom, yeah, the that's the mom. Yeah? Yeah. And final question, what color is Lady Tremaine's ring? Is it gold, red, purple, or turquoise? Um, gold? That sounds right. Alright, you ready to find out if you I know Tiffany like Cinderella? Alright, let's find out. <laughs> you got four right! Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> You've scored a total of 60! <laughs> Good job. That's awful. That is pretty bad. So now we're going to set up the song. Okay. Um, Jeff Pugh was kind enough to uh, learn uh, a new song from Mackenzie and the Missing Boy, which is called Go Easy On Me. And um, as Joel B. New devotees know, uh, this musical has undergone some major changes in the past year, one of them being that I've taken on the additional role of book writer. Uh, new York Theatre Barn co-hosted a table read of the new story, last winter, and I'm really excited to show you, dear listeners, how Mackenzie is changing while it's happening. Go Easy On Me uh, is a song that happens very early in the show, in this current incarnation. Uh, in the story, as it currently stands, uh, the police have just broken up a speakeasy 
Uh, we're in 1930s New York, and one of the few patrons left on the scene is our heroine, the 17-year-old Mackenzie. And right before they put the cuffs on her, Mackenzie requests uh, the piano player to play something a little melancholy. And, um, and this is what the, the guy decides to play for her. And, um, and Jeff is also accompanying himself, um, which was very nice of him to do. My pleasure. So, thank you. Um, he sounds amazing, uh-huh. and um, I'm really excited to share this, this brand new song that's not even a week old. Um, if you like the song, Jeff's live recording will be available on SoundCloud and the digital sheet music on Noise Trade, both free downloads, that is, until the next episode goes up. Uh, brand new this season. Uh, we have premium subscriptions now. Hey. Uh, something new is, you know, all podcasts are free, but uh, but for a little extra something, you get a little extra something. Uh, for twenty two fifty, uh, you'll receive digital sheet music of all fifteen songs that premiere this season in their original key, and that's just a dollar fifty a song, which is pretty good. Um, if you pay attention, you can download them yourself, you know, as they appear. But you know, if you procrastinate like me it's just kind of easy and just kind of locks you in getting everything you need um for 45 uh, you'll receive all of that plus an mp3 piano track for each song so then you can kind of put your takes of these songs out into the world yourself and uh and for 75 you'll receive all of that plus a one-time transposition of each song plus um i'm gonna make an audition arrangement for each song so you can bring little cuts out there and that's just $5 a song, awesome. which I think is um, pretty great. Uh, it's a perfect investment, in my opinion, for voice teachers, burgeoning musical theater writers, and just musical theater nerds in general, like me. Mm-hmm. Uh, be sure to follow me on all things social media, and you may find all of those links and so much more on joelbnew.com. Uh, make sure you download the Songs of Joel B. New Volume 1, which is uh, 20 songs that I just self-published on Noise Trade. Uh, that's also for free. For now, uh, make sure you visit jeffreypew.com. Um, please go see Cinderella before it closes on January 3rd. Um, now playing at the Broadway Theater. Um, are there any other websites or anything you want to plug? Uh, you can visit the Luke and Jeff Show on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And on YouTube. And on YouTube, the yeah. Luke and Jeff Show. Um, subscribe to, rate, and review this podcast. Tell your friends all about it. And if you think that you or someone you love would make an amazing guest on something new, I want to hear from you. Uh, we're still uh, confirming this whole season, so get on it. Uh, special thanks today to Peyton Royal at Website Lions, who does my website. Stephanie Layton at Red Scandal. Really Do you know Peyton? Yeah, we worked together. When? We did Billy together. And of course you did. We did music circus together. I love that. You are you're my second guest this season and the second person who already knew Peyton. Yeah. So Peyton He's the best. Peyton doesn't even need me to plug him anymore. <laughs> Peyton website lines. Uh, Stephanie Layton at Red Scandal Graphics. Do you know her? Um, I don't think so. No? <laughs> You've lied. It's fine. Stephanie, <laughs> Stephanie did my podcast logo. Um, I always thank today's companist, which today is Jeff Pugh. Thank oh, you so much. Of course. Um, and True Voice Studios NYC. That's truevoicestudiosnyc.com, 212-245-2441. This place is perfect for voice lessons, group classes, coachings, recording, singer showcases. So uh, go ahead and contact Colleen Spencer and tell her that I sent you. And um, finally, last but not least, Jeff Pugh. Thank you so much for for being here My pleasure. Thank you for having me. It was a blast. It was. Uh, From True Voice Studios NYC at Columbus Circle, this is Joel B. New. 
And I'm Jeff Pugh. Saying thank you for dropping by for something new.